0: KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Seen on Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a brand new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: Hello, I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. It's the chaos that calls to us in the trial of the Chicago 7. That's Aaron Sorkin's film streaming on Netflix. Half a century ago, as now, an angry, frightened nation was beset by political and social divisions, by demonstrators and cops facing off in the streets of Chicago, in that case, during the 1968 Democratic Convention. The riots that followed evoke our worst nightmares. The trial turns on issues that seize us today, whether the defendants exercised their right to peaceful protest against the Vietnam War or conspired to incite violence during the convention. Sorkin's film has his usual flair for hyperverbal entertainment— But it also undercuts its authenticity with dubious inventions, muddles its impact by taking on more history than it can handle. The trial was political theater, yet Sorkin's direction isn't always up to the task. Between the moments of turmoil or flamboyant clowning, the tone turns stolid, even dull. Eddie Redmayne is an oddly bland choice as Tom Hayden. More preppy than prickly in the role of the radical leader, Hayden deplores the clown-show approach to anti-war protest taken by two of his fellow defendants. They're the so-called yippies, Jerry Rubin, played by Jeremy Strong, and Abby Hoffman, played by Sasha Baron Cohn. Cohn doesn't quite get the Massachusetts accent— but his agility as a comic actor gives him the key to Hoffman's Quicksilver intelligence, and the script gives him the wit and complexity to make Hoffman the movie's most intriguing character. Some script choices are questionable or worse— By all accounts, the prosecutor Richard Schultz, that's Joseph Gordon Levitt, was a rigidly conservative attack dog for the government, yet Sorkin gives him liberal sympathies. At the end of the trial, in a closing statement, the real-life Tom Hayden spoke with calm and clarity of his generation's imperative for political action. The movie makes him the centerpiece of a big Hollywood ending by giving him a rhetorical gesture so implausibly elaborate, never mind shamelessly melodramatic, that it leaves you wondering how much dramatic license has been taken elsewhere. Aaron Sorkin has said he wanted his film to be not so much about the riots of 1968 or the trial of 1969 as about right now. Yet then was then, and right now is a time of unprecedented peril, a time that requires us to distinguish between reality and the bombardments of the media surround. That's not to suggest The Trial of the Chicago 7 doesn't have historical value or that it isn't enjoyable, at least in fits and starts, only to say that it's a movie, not an instruction manual, and should be treated with appropriate caution. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.
0: KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes presenting Seen on Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a brand new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.